Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves and it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Now in the the most recent episodes I've have I've had Dr. Storsbach join me. She won't be joining me today. So I'm going to go back to the old version of when I just answer a question and kind of go on my rants and get passionate about headaches and migraines and how we can solve the world's problems. Today, actually, I'm, I'm really excited because I was looking through the podcast reviews and I found a review that was actually a, it was a two out of five stars. And I said, okay, this is interesting. I want to know what this person thinks of my podcast. And, and I read it and it said that this person did not understand why I focus so much on the neck when there are other causes of headaches that can be talked about. And I, I thought about this. And from one perspective, I want everyone to understand where the podcast is heading is that we do intend to have guests come on, experts in other fields, and people that are trying to sort of match or accomplish the same type of mission that we are on. We don't want people dependent on medication or fearful of their next headache or migraine. So just hear me that anything that helps with headaches and migraines is what we are about, and especially as that relates to non-medication. We want to get at the source of the issue. But to say that the neck can be... uh, focused on too much or that on this podcast being primarily about headaches that uh, we should shift our focus to something else would actually do a disservice to you the listener and so I want to break that down and I want to answer the question of why I always talk about the neck why I can't stop talking about the neck and why I will always talk about the neck so if you get tired of hearing me talk about the neck Let's say you are someone that has headaches or migraines, and I think this is the reality of the person that commented, and uh, if, if you're listening to this and this is you that I'm talking about, then feel free to reach out because I'd love to have a longer conversation and sort of uh, help you understand where my passion is behind this. So what I'm trying to get at is the underlying source of pain. So if we think about problems that cause pain, so low back pain, hip pain, knee pain, it would be like talking about low back pain and addressing the back. Like that, that is how much these two things coincide. Headaches, migraines, and the neck coincide as much as low back pain and a low back problem coincide. And so I'm just talking about if we were, if this is a podcast on low back pain, then I would talk about the low back all the time. I talk about how to improve movement in the low back. I talk about how to stabilize the core for the low back. I talk about different ways that you can stretch and, and improve mobility in the low back. I talk about maybe some, some different things that can reduce the body's sensitivity to feeling low back pain. And that's all I'm doing with the neck because the neck is so closely associated with this head and facial pain that people experience. Let me back up to early in my career because... When I first graduated from physical therapy school, I attended the Mayo Clinic for my doctor of physical therapy. And that's that's kind of a, a key because we're going to go to the Mayo Clinic website later in this podcast and sort of look at the, the primary sources of headaches and migraines. And then we're going to look at what are called secondary headaches or migraines. Or these are things that 
uh, don't directly cause pain in the head. And we're going to talk about why I don't treat secondary headaches, but why primary headaches are almost always the, the neck almost always needs to be considered with primary headaches. And I can say always needs to be considered with primary headaches. So early on in my career, I graduated from physical therapy school and I did not know that much about headaches. Now, in one of these podcasts, I think the first podcast I ever did, I talk about my story and how I was introduced to a physical therapist that was helping people with headaches and he was working on the neck and he taught me how to understand the biomechanics of the neck and how it moves and why that is so crucial to helping people with headaches and migraines and people were coming from all over to see him and that was in Minnesota and he's still in practice today. His, his name's actually Dave Weber. If you're in Minnesota, look him up and go see him and then tell him that I talked about him on my podcast. That would be kind of cool. But he's like the first guy that introduced me to this. And I started to treat people with headaches. Now, I was thinking this is just tension headaches or maybe people that have neck pain and then there's a there's a headache that coincides with that. But what happened was I started to see people with migraines. And these were debilitating migraines, migraines that the neurologists weren't able to figure out. The medication after medication was not solving their problem. And they would come in and I would say, well, let's look at your neck because I know that there are other types of headaches that stem from this neck problem. So let's see if you'll improve if I work on your neck. And sure enough, it did. And so to make a long story short, I went down this road of treating more and more patients with migraines, headaches, trigeminal neuralgia, uh, occipital neuralgia. They had cluster headaches. They had uh, atypical migraines. They had all these different types, just any type of head or facial pain. Patients were coming to me, finding me, and I was finding this neck issue and it was significantly improving, if not resolving their issue. And I said, well, there must be a separate type of migraine that that these neurologists are helping because the neurologists, I mean, they have so much training and so much research and development has gone into migraines that there's no way they're missing this neck problem. So I, I spent a year or two looking at the research, diving into these studies, trying to understand what neurologists are seeing with migraine patients and how they're addressing it. And all I found was that they were prescribing medication, looking at the interaction or the effect that medication have had, and then working backwards from that. So for example, blood pressure medications, they would say, well, there's, there's an issue with maybe inflammation or sensitivity with the blood vessels. That's our problem. And that was believed for a while. Um, chemical imbalances. Maybe there's this... Um, sort of neural depression, which which has been researched, which is a part of this process as well. Maybe there's a, a chemical sort of imbalance that's causing sort of a, a pain reaction within the brain, and that's why the head hurts. So those things uh, are all sort of looking at the chemical level because they're prescribing pharmaceuticals, which are all at the chemical level. Now, don't get me wrong, because the, the things that we find in research, whether it's this like cortical depression or slowing that happens, uh, or maybe it's vascular inflammation or irritation within the blood vessels that gives us that throbbing sensation, those things are real. And, and I, don't, I don't ever um, neglect research that comes out, but what I want to do is suggest a, a, a paradigm shift. So if we were going to say that um, those things are causing pain, that to me sort of has a hitch in the road. It, it's limited in how far I can take it because I don't quite understand 
how that totally explains the person's problem, especially when people come in and they say like, yeah, in certain positions or, or when my neck is this way, or maybe they started after a head or neck injury. I mean, the neck just seems to be so closely tied. And I have my social media pages and even on this podcast. And the reason people get excited about what I'm talking about is because they even realize they have a neck issue, but nobody's talking about it. No one's saying they have a neck issue. So our Western medicine model is so focused on pharmaceutical intervention, and that is sort of um, reverse diagnosed so that you don't really have an answer as to what is happening, the why behind your pain. And so it leaves people frustrated. And that's 99% of people. Now that's, that's not, it's not like I'm pulling that from any research, but um, in my experience, 99% of the people out there are probably going to find their way through a traditional uh, medical doctor's office to the neurologist. And again, there's a place for them, but the conservative most likely scenario is that it was a neck problem in the first place. It's a neck problem now. And because that system can't evaluate properly the neck, there is um, this this constant trial of medication, um, patient not understanding why. And so the, the big issue now is that we need to provide conservative measures, things that, that explain the why behind your symptoms. So if I'm going to, if, if we as a society should be critical of anything that's happening within this headache or migraine world, it should be that, uh, the, the healthcare system we have is is so narrowly focused on the pharmaceutical interventions the the pills that we are that we are prescribing and the the interventions that we're looking at are are so they're chemically based they're changing uh, hormones they're changing receptors they're changing how proteins are sent and they are not uh, they're not they're not addressing an underlying why behind headaches and migraines. So that's that's where we should focus our criticism. And the reason I will never uh, stop or even apologize for talking about the neck is because, like I said, I've seen um, nearly every type of headache and migraine. And don't get me wrong, it's it's not as if everyone who comes to see me gets better, but it's a very high percentage. And with that high percentage, it is across the board, different types of headaches, migraines, whatever your diagnosis is. If you want to try me, just just send me a message, send my clinic an email, say, hey, have you dealt with this? And I will tell you if I have dealt with that and if I haven't. But we're going to go through a list on the Mayo Clinic site of the things that I'm talking about and the things I'm not talking about. But the reason I'm so passionate about the neck is because all of those people, that have never heard that their neck could be the source of their problem, uh, found me and they found relief. And there are millions, and if not, if not more than, if not billions of people out there that have headaches. And then I would say multiple millions of people that are suffering from chronic headaches that have a severe disability in their life that could be solved with a neck problem. So in my little podcast here in Colorado, I am starting to reach more and more people, but my mission is to get this information into the heads and in the brains of everyone out there, whether it's a, a medical doctor who's a provider who maybe is frustrated because they, they keep prescribing meds, but they see that they're limited in effectiveness, so they need something else to accommodate or, or come alongside their approach. Maybe it's the neurologist that's in the same situation 
that really doesn't feel like they're getting the source of the issue and needs something else to come alongside. Um, To the person that's at home just trying to figure this out, we need to know that the neck is the issue. So there's kind of another sort of like, well, what about why don't why don't you talk about diet or why don't why don't you talk about acupuncture energy or the, or the meridian lines um, because there's thoughts that those could be affecting headaches or migraines. Um, so let me let me start with sort of gut health and inflama- inflammatory foods inflammation that comes about um, from poor diets. Now. I am not trained in that. That's not something that I'm an expert in. So it would not be appropriate for me to speak into that. What I suggest to patients is that they look at that as a viable um, sort of avenue to go down if we find that it's limited in what I can do in the clinic. Now, what I mean by that is if you go back to the episode that talks about our threshold for what we can tolerate and the level of tension in your neck, it all sort of falls on that model where the threshold is dropping with these inflammatory foods. So can someone that has migraines or headaches of any type go to someone like a functional medicine doctor and work on their gut health and see improvements in their headaches or migraines, or maybe even their headaches and migraines can go away? Yes, absolutely. And that is a viable option. And I actually really, I think that's a good option for a lot of people because if you can increase the threshold, then even though you still have a neck problem, your body will be able to tolerate that neck problem. Now, should you still get your neck looked at? Absolutely. Because we have to consider all of the factors that are affecting your body's system in fighting this pain. So gut health, inflammatory foods, those types of things, it's probably another podcast to find that information. Eventually, we'll have guest speakers who will talk about that. But yes, absolutely. Do I think inflammatory foods are the cause, the underlying cause of headaches? I in, In the line majority of people, I think there is a neck tension problem, and this is just what I see in my clinic. So the loss of movement, the restrictions in the neck that are causing pain are actually the source of pain. But the inflammatory foods are causing the threshold to drop, okay? Now, if we talk about um, energy, and I, again, I'm not trained in energy work. Um, I know it's it's sort of like people get skeptical when you start talking about meridians and energy. There's some research to show that acupuncture helps. I am not an acupuncturist. At some point, we might bring an acupuncturist on to talk about what they do. I would be excited about that. But as far as acupuncture goes, that's a different realm. Now, do I think that energy and this sort of um, disruption in the flow of energy through the body is causing people's headaches and migraines? No, personally, I don't believe that. But there, if if research shows us that there's some validity to using acupuncture, then absolutely, it can be something else that we add in to the plan of care. Now, let's say hormones, for example. Hormones is something that a lot of patients suff- uh, have a problem with. It It is a trigger for a lot of patients, and that all that's all it is, is a trigger. So our, our bodies are so um, responsive to the different hormones that affect just about every system. And so especially in women where they're having a fluctuation in progesterone and estrogen uh, once a month, their body's going to likely be more sensitive and or susceptible to this type of pain. And 
oftentimes in the patients that actually do really well, they might still have a hormonally related migraine even after uh, they're done with my process. Now, maybe the pain will be diminished. So they, they may have been used to like once a month, they'd get a, a nine out of 10 pain. And when they leave my office, maybe they're getting a three or a four. So just a dull headache. But I've worked with many patients that go through my process because of a hormonal migraine and they, they find relief. Uh, they don't have hormonal migraines after that. And the only way I can explain that, because I didn't change their hormones at all. The only way I explain that is we are re- dropping that tension level And so when their threshold drops, they're not experiencing uh, that headache or migraine because the tension line is still below that. So I hope that sort of makes sense. Um, The neck is, for the majority of people, what needs to be talked about, what needs to be explored. And it's just a huge gap. I mean, I could be, I'm, I'm going to be doing this for decades and decades, and we could probably do this for much, much longer than that. And I think we need hundreds and hundreds of providers talking about this um, because it is, it's so unheard of. I mean, I have people that find me from across the world because uh, they listen to this podcast or drive from across the country. And in our Western medicine is this, you know, we, we, we are proud of the model and the advances in healthcare that we have, but why, why are people driving from Nebraska, flying out from California, flying from Florida, driving from Texas to come see me in my little clinic in Colorado? It's because they're not finding these answers anywhere else. And it's because I'm talking about the neck and I will never stop talking about the neck um, until I am convinced that everyone understands this. All right. So let's look um, at some things that the Mayo Clinic is saying, because I want you guys to understand how headaches and migraines are classified, just so um, this may be a little bit clear. So we have two different classifications of headaches. We have primary headaches and secondary headaches. This is how the international international classification of headache uh, disorders um, has the laundry list of classifications, and these are the two primary types. Within the primary headaches, so this is on the Mayo Clinic dot uh, org website. This is where I went to school. If you're not familiar with the Mayo Clinic, we call it the WFMC, the world famous Mayo Clinic, because people come from all around the world uh, to receive care there. They do a very, very good job. So what they say is that primary headaches um, are caused by overactivity uh, of or problems with pain-sensitive structures in your head. Now, I 100% agree with that. Primary headache is caused by overactivity of or problems with pain-sensitive structures in the head. Now, I talked about that sort of paradigm shift. Now, what Western medicine does is it stops there, and they say that's your cause. It's overactivity of or problems with pain-sensitive structures in your head. You might say, like, what are those structures? They would say, like, the blood vessels, the nerves, things like that, okay? Now, what I would say is I want to ask the question, well, why? 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 And and just keep asking that. And when we we keep asking that, why are those sensitive structures so sensitive? Why, Why are they irritated? We can explain that by understanding that the upper part of the neck is initially uh, the, the source of disruption or the source of tension. And then how our body responds to that, how our body responds to that pain signal can be a hypersensitization of blood vessels, and it is a hypersensitization of peripheral nerves over a long period of time. Uh, we see that there's actual physical, physiological changes in that peripheral nerve. We can even see at the in the central nervous system, the brain become hypersensitive uh, itself. And then we have the structures in the neck that are hypersensitive because they've been irritated for so long. 
And so I 100% agree with Mayo Clinic's um, assessment here, what they say about primary headaches. But the only thing that I'm trying to get people to see is this paradigm shift to understanding that there's another layer of that, which can be explained by the neck being the source of the problem. All right. So what are the most common primary headaches? Cluster headache, migraine, migraine with aura, tension headache, trigeminal autonomic cephalgia. Okay. So cluster headache, migraine, migraine with aura, tension headache. Those headaches and trigeminal neuralgia, those headaches, I have seen all of them. That's the type of person that I am structuring my business around. That's the type of person that comes in every day. Migraine is the most common. Migraine and migraine with aura are the two most common diagnoses that people have when they come into our clinic. I've built my practice on this. We have a very high percentage of people that get better with these headaches. And the reason being, again, these are the primary headaches, and this is what most people are dealing with. This is what uh, most everyone with headaches and migraines falls in that classification of cluster headache, migraine, migraine with aura, tension headache, or trigeminal neuralgia. And that is what we treat. That's the person I'm talking to where you likely have a neck problem that's been overlooked. Okay. So it's not like there's all these other people with headaches or migraines that I'm, that I have nothing to, to find value in, in my podcast, or, um, I'm not talking about, no, that that's almost everyone with head or facial pain falls under that category. So let's talk about secondary headaches. Okay. Secondary headaches are not the headaches I'm talking about. Secondary headaches, most of these are things that our healthcare system does a super good job of treating. If you have one of these headaches, I don't want you to come see me because I can't do anything for you. Now, there are a few exceptions on here, but this is where our healthcare system thrives. This is why people are not dying of brain aneurysms or brain tumors when they likely would have if they were in a third world country. So this is the type of stuff that I don't treat, but this is such a small percentage of people. If you are listening to my podcast and if you're thinking, oh, maybe I have a secondary headache. The chances of you having a secondary headache, going through our healthcare system, and then finding my podcast, it's almost impossible. And I'll, I'll kind of explain that as I go through this. Let me read off some of the secondary headaches. These are headaches that uh, it's a, a secondary headache is a symptom of a disease that can activate the pain-sensitive nerves in the head. So this is a, a secondary thing. So you have pain in your head from a, as a secondary problem or a secondary symptom. Okay. Acute sinusitis. So if you have a sinus infection, don't come see me. And yes, that can cause some head or facial pain. Arterial, uh, so carotid or vertebral dissections. If you have a carotid or vertebral dissection, I, you will not find relief with what I do. That is not what I'm talking about. A blood clot. If you have a blood clot in the brain, I hope you're not listening to this podcast and I hope you're on your way to the emergency room thing. Same with brain aneurysm. Um, if you have a brain aneurysm, you're probably uh, on your way to being unconscious and you need to call 911 right now. Uh, if you have an atrovenous malformation, an AVM, um, they will find that on a scan. Uh, pretty much everyone I've seen uh, has had uh, some sort of scan, has seen some kind of primary care doctor. They're very good at finding those things. If you have carbon monoxide poisoning, again, uh, not something I'm looking to treat. Um, Chiari, Chiari malformation. Now, this is something I get asked a lot. Now, there are sort of structural things that can happen. So Chiari malformation 
um, is sort of like a herniation of, of part of the brain um, through the skull into the spinal column. And this is something that uh, can can cause headaches. But uh, I've, I've seen a few patients like this, and they actually do still have, most of them will still have a neck issue. That's kind of a longer conversation. Um, but the actual like herniation of the tissue itself and maybe sensitization of the dura, which is the tissue that wraps around the central nervous system, like that type of stuff is not what I'm talking about. That's not what we're treating. All right. So if you are just very, very um, dehydrated, now again, I could sort of go back and forth in that because I, I do think when we're dehydrated, that lowers our threshold. And so you're kind of realizing your neck problem. But I'm sure there are situations where people are just purely dehydrated. Okay. So again, if you're dehydrated, just drink more water. Your headache will go away. It's not going to be a chronic thing. Uh, ear infection. If you have an ear infection, again, don't see me. Um, giant cell arteritis, glaucoma. Um, high blood pressure, uh, if you have the flu, meningitis, so a stroke. So, I mean, these are things where um, I I clearly am not speaking to that person. Now, if you were listening to this, if you've been listening to this podcast, you're like, man, like this guy really needs to realize that um, I, I just have a brain tumor and it's not a neck problem. You know, I never thought that something like a brain tumor causing a headache could be a neck problem. That is not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about these primary headache categories. So if you're someone that's ever been diagnosed with a cluster headache, with a migraine, with a migraine, with aura, with a tension headache, or the neuralgist like trigeminal neuralgia or occipital neuralgia, then that is, you are who I'm talking about. If you have suffered with headaches or migraines for decades and have yet to find relief and the pharmaceuticals have not helped uh, and you are still searching, that is who I'm talking to. So that is why I will uh, never stop talking about the neck because it's so overlooked that we, I will do this for decades and decades and never apologize. So there's my, there's my little passionate rant. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you feel empowered by it. Because again, it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening.